The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Beyond and hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, episode 623, IGN's weekly PlayStation show, and we have a very special guest with us this week. Peppers. Yay! Peppers Yeah, for those, for those of you who are watching the video, you can see the dog, but if you're just listening to audio, I assure you there is a dog. There is a dog, not a lie. Uh, of course, I'm also joined this week by Max Scoville. The proprietor of the dog. That is true, Lucy O'Brien. I don't have a dog. Oh, and Brian Altano. Friend of all the show and the dog. <laughs> uh, if you're joining us for this week, this episode is going up on not Christmas Day, which is normally our published day, but I'm not going to put up a podcast on Christmas Day. Uh, it may go up either the day before Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas, whenever it makes That's called, called Boxing, Boxing day. day. Hell yeah. Thank you. Yes. It's, actually watch called, my... it's called Mischief Night. <laughs> Devil's Night. <laughs> it's also the fifth night of Hanukkah this year. Um, uh, I just want to say that I didn't know until Altano and I had a conversation the other week that the night before Halloween is like got its own name and like its own weird rituals. Yeah, yeah. That, has, that does not translate to the rest of the world. It has several no. names: Cabbage Night, Goosey Night, Mischief Night, Gun Night, Fun Night, <laughs> Nun Night. Isn't that Devil's Night? No. What's Devil's Night? That's Tuesday the fourth. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard Devil's Night. There's Maybe like a D12 song about it. I think really? it's the same thing. I think huh. it's like Goosey Night or Cabbage Night. I think because you guys are so quaint. I think because they went night. to jail, they could call it that. Yeah. yeah. What do you do on Goosey Night? You little prance around your little leggings. <laughs> why would we have night? leggings? Like, what are you, <laughs> little bells on your fingers. I don't know why they called it that Goosey Night. Goosey we, they're weird. dancers' tights, and we wear them <laughs> so it's easier to goose each other. We called it we called it Cabbage Night or Mischief Night. We tried doing it in big, tough Carhartt pants, but it was hard. We kept breaking our fingernails in those big, rustic pockets. The Carhartts are good for Cabbage Night on account of you can fill them with cabbages. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for Beyond Episode 623. That's all we have. Uh, no, this is a holiday a, special. It's a holiday special. Which holiday? All of them. All of them. Whichever holiday you celebrate, we are here to celebrate with you. None and if night. you're not celebrating, none night. <laughs> I personally am celebrating none night. So. That's uh, right. If you're celebrating anything or nothing, <laughs> we're here with you. Uh, and we're going to be running down some questions from the Beyond Facebook group as well as from the Beyond email. The first question of this week's show comes from Bridget, who wrote into Beyond at IGN.com, uh, has been a frequent commenter and listener to the show. Thank you for writing in, Bridget. Bridget said, hi, guys. Uh, I normally, I know you normally don't have a question segment. 
Congrats, we do this week, though. Uh, at the Game Awards last week, two weeks ago from when the show airs, we saw a hefty Ghost of Tsushima trailer with a summer 2020 release date. If you ask me, we're now at four heavily anticipated titles for next year. We can open this up for debate, but those four are, according to Bridget, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Cyberpunk 2077, The Last of Us Part Two, and Ghost of Tsushima. What I would like to ask the Beyond crew is this. If you could only choose one of those four games to play next year, which would it be and why? Bridget goes first and says FF7 Remake because I think it's still one of the greatest RPGs of all time. Thanks for all the great content on the show each week and happy holidays. Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's the obvious, that's the obvious it's, answer. It's, I think it's the most new thing. Despite the fact that we've gotten 800 things cyberpunk shaped and we've also gotten a million games with cyberpunk in the press release, that's the one that feels like a brand new thing. It feels like the most sort of future facing in terms of like, this is a whole new generation of video games. I, the last of us is one of my favorite games of all time. If it had never gotten a sequel, I would have been perfectly happy because it was, it had a perfect ending for me. It is the last of us just because I think Naughty Dog are the best storytellers in the AAA space. And like knowing that this a sequel exists and not knowing where that story was going to be taken would destroy me and i would never recover but i just like i like it would just it would kill me not knowing where they're taking like like, i agree with you um altano like if there there was never a sequel i would be fine with that but the fact is is like if i knew that that in this alternate reality if i knew that that game existed yet i just couldn't play it like i would i would go crazy yeah in this alternate reality all four games are still coming out you just only get to play one. Oh, yeah. that's so then that's people the would tell you. You yeah, still but get no, to but sleep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't it's... get to. I wouldn't get to experience it. Like that's the thing. Like <laughs> it, what? Some like some retelling. Like what? Like like an in five minutes. Like, like one an of our in products. five minutes. Like one of our products that I actually head up on the regular, <laughs> and that we're gonna have to make next. <laughs> the Last year. of Us Two ending explained. <laughs> you mean some sort of like feature? Like some sort of a feature? For You'll never lose that run runs features on IGN.com. <laughs> So some sort of elderly Irish lady. <laughs> I got uh, I got really excited about Final Fantasy VII remake. I think some new screenshots were kicking around, and I just was kind of looking at them, being like, "Holy crap, we're getting this!" Yeah, yeah. Like we're getting this soon, and that's going to be it. That's also like a the beginning of that of that game. And like I have really fond memories of the original Final Fantasy VII. I've tried to go back and, and replay it, and it's just it's rough. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely one of those games. Um, like many games on the original PlayStation, uh, that uh, just so beautiful in your head and then you play them again and it's mm-hmm. like oh, oh, oh. No, I'm st- I'm st- oh dear oh, 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 oh dear oh, 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 dear oh heavens <laughs> the game's so old now <laughs> but so am I someone's been <laughs> naughty um but no so in addition to this this list which is very good um I'm weirdly I'm I'm like kind of I'm kind of not lukewarm I'm just like I, I think The Last of Us set such a high bar the yep. first time around yep. and it, the fact that it is sort of it's it's not a known quantity, but it is a familiar universe. Uh, I'm so much more excited about Cyberpunk just being like, this is a thing that we first heard about in 2013. Mm. Yeah. We've been thinking about this for seven years. Like, it's nuts. Uh, there's also, uh, on top of this, I was looking at the, at the calendar, the release schedule for the next year, and, like, 
I'm excited about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I realize it's just me on that front. No, me too. Guys, no, me also, too. Max, speaking of the fact that I run features at IGN.com, mm-hmm. I need you to make some features about that, please. Okay. I'll yeah. do seven, 700 reasons that Yajirobe is the best. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do a Sounds holiday great. episode out here. Why are you doling out assignments? Yeah. That's hell That's wrong. Lucy. <laughs> Drink your beer. You can't say an, an idea around Lucy without it becoming a feature. It's true. <laughs> um, she's people have actually stopped doing we, that yes, around me. No. We, we've given me no love to Ghost of Tsushima here. So here's my thing. Thing. Which I, is not fair. Running down the list of the four, I actually, if it's the only game I can't play, uh, can play for the year, I'm ruling out The Last of Us because on the off chance, as much as I love the first one, it's one of my favorite games of all time, on the off chance this one isn't good or doesn't live up to that one. Right. And that's all I have to sit with for a year. I don't know if I could handle that. I personally... That's true. ...understand Ooh. why most of our office is excited. I don't really care about cyberpunk. It's just not done anything for me. You don't want to find out about what happens to Keanu Reeves' ghost? The, no, I'm the good. ghost of Johnny I, Guitar or whatever? I Did think you... I'm going to like it when I play it. I I think a big problem for me was the first year we saw the 50-minute gameplay demo, and I went into that demo, and people were like, this is revolutionary. This is like the future of gaming. I can't believe it. And it, the city looked beautiful, but the gameplay in both the demos we've seen, I've seen now like close to two hours of the game, it just looks like a first-person action game to me. And that's... I think, I think the world fair. is going to be fun to explore. Totally I can't fair. wait to explore that world. I I'm, think that's I'm, very yeah. fair, Dono. Like, I, I will also say that I, w- I came out very impressed by the first demo out of E3, and I remember thinking... This game isn't going to come out for years and years. It's just too ambitious, and everything that I saw was very impressive, but it was too vague. I just didn't understand exactly how everything like was actually going to work. The second demo, uh, which was this year, I yeah, this year, um, was really boring. Like yeah. it was, just, it was like it, it still presented a really cool world, but what they chose to show off, which was combat primarily mm-hmm. i found really uninspiring and yeah. it's not like i think the game is going to be boring it's just from the the the, the two demos were like night and day yeah me. yeah just for me of the things like i am most excited for next year like the cyberpunk aesthetic has just never been a thing i've been super into but like i would watch a netflix series of this world i want to know more about the world there's a part in the second demo where they're like there's a blown out building that happened because of like a crash and there's a bit of a new district that you can't right. see and then he went in to have a conversation to set up the mission i'm like no i want to go explore all that and so i am excited for that it just for me is not i'm what i want right i'm now. excited for this on the basis of what cd project has, has done before yeah. and like if and you look at much of if stuff. you look at the leap from witcher one which was a glorified like kotor mod like it was basically running in like the mass effect one engine or something uh the leap from that to witcher two and the leap from witcher two to witcher three and then the fact that this is kind of like this is them kind of running on all cylinders i think they're honestly kind of taking a page from rockstar in this sense to be yeah. like, hey we are nose to the grindstone we're not showing anything off until it's ready to be shown off uh, here is the most robust adaptation of a of a classic pen and paper RPG uh, done on a completely ridiculous open world AAA level. Like it's gonna, it's like this is gonna be one of those you know watershed games. Um, and I think all the stuff that we we get excited about with like all the stuff that was great in The Witcher is like the weird side stuff. It's all like the strange character moments and all like the little intimate things. And like there's a cool big overarching story, but like all of the things that kind of make that come to life are not the things that they were putting in the first trailers. They're not mm. the things that were like they were using to market the game because they're obviously always going to show like the cool badass <laughs> moments where the guy does the sword stuff. And yeah. the same thing with Cyberpunk. Like they showed a bunch of like, you know, they showed a bunch of like, you know, stealthy hacky gun stuff and then and some tough guy baloney and then but I think that that game is going to be one of those ones where if you if you try to prod around and find the weird edges where it's like what what happens if I what happens if I'm a jerk the whole time and then 
the, the world responds in turn. I think there's going to be a lot right. of kind of weird like like traditional role playing game mechanics. There. I I love that that part of that also overwhelms me because I don't want to spend six hours playing that game wrong and being like I'm a hacker and I come to work on Monday. Everyone's have, like being a hacker sucks ass. You should be a gunman. I have very bad news for you. They CD Projekt is they're a studio that is like we make games to be replayed. Yeah. Like there was a choice you made halfway through Witcher 2 where it was like, do you want to go hang out with elves or men? And it was like, depending on what you picked, you wouldn't see the other one unless you replayed the game. No, totally. And I'm completely okay with that. I'm just like, I hope I, I, hope I pick the right path that clicks with no, me. No, I, I get try. that. I get yeah. that all the time. No, I, I can't wait to play it in terms of like, I do really want to explore this world just for my personal taste. It's not the one I'm most looking forward to. I honestly, of the four... Having never played FF7, uh, the original FF7, I'm excited. But again, I don't have much like personal allegiance to it's, it. It's a remake. It can, Go- Ghost yeah. is the one that I'm genuinely most excited for because, and again, from the last episode, this episode as well, full disclosure, Andrew Goldfarb is working at Sucker Punch and worked here at IGN, was my boss. I love Sucker Punch as a studio. Like the Sly Cooper games, I loved as a kid. I grew up then with Infamous on PS3 and really loved those games. We haven't really seen anything from that studio, and they are a right. really, really solid studio. And this obviously, to me is a passion project of theirs. Like this mm-hmm. is a thing that they've deeply cared about creating. And I want to see what that produces. Cause it is unlike anything they've made before. This is um, definitely a fantastic question. Yeah. And it's also a great year. But there's, yeah. there's, there's the other stuff. There's this Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. There's Resident Evil three. There's doom eternal. There's animal crossing. There's also other stuff coming out. That, I'm so like, excited. For so doom this eternal. is, I was, I'm actually more excited for doom 64 coming to PS4. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like, also more right. excited for animal crossing. Animal crossing yeah, would be fair. cool, but will yeah. you be able to fight Satan with a chain? Chainsaw? We don't uh, I mean, Who's you might be able to get really? chainsaw you can put in your house and you could put up a picture of chainsaw on the wall if you can use the custom pattern printer to make the devil. Did you say <laughs> put up a picture of chainsaw on the wall? Yeah, you can do that in Animal Crossing. <laughs> okay. Can like you put up a picture of Animal Crossing in Doom? Nope. <laughs> One. Uh, there you go. I think next year's game of the year has been locked. That's right. Figured out and decided. Yeah, I made a list tentatively of all the games coming out next year that I'm excited for and that list dwarfs anything i could have comprehended and we don't even know what comes in the second half of next year right it's it's going to be a crazy year it's freaking exhausting this this year like we're talking about this like there's been a lot of debate about like was this a good year for games there have been some great games this year there have not been a mountain of great games no. that is next year yeah presumably yeah it's, like it's it's kind of i hate that we have to have this thing where it's like well what about Sekiro? what about resident evil what about blah 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 and it's like yes those were cool but like can we just take a step back and be like yeah, it's one of the, this is more an off year. You know? I think it's there weren't defining games this year for me. Like, yeah, I think there are the I could name you know twenty great games that came out this year, but none of them I don't know if necessarily will be my like game of the generation contenders. No. Whereas last year had a handful of those easily, yeah. and I think next year will too. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, moving on from this, this is a little bit of a follow up from. Uh, last week's discussion that I didn't include in the episode, but will now. Uh, Madeline wrote into Beyond at IGN.com and said, With Xbox and PlayStation currently having two tiers of consoles, the standard device and a higher-powered machine, and Xbox confirming they'll do it again the next generation with the two, uh, this question has been weighing on my mind. Does this practice hurt the consumer? Either games are made that work on the high-end machine and run worse on the low-end machine, or they run fine on the low-end machine, meaning users of the high-end aren't really getting their money's worth. The differences may not be very noticeable at the beginning of a generation, but later on, the differences in performance get larger and larger. When discussing new game releases, you're more frequently saying, this ran well on the Pro or X, but lagged and dropped frames a lot on the launch device. And I noticed the difference too. For example, Darksiders 3 plus frequently, frequently, excuse me, when going through doorways on my launch PS4 to the extent I thought it froze. 
do we really want to give a pass to this behavior? To me, it doesn't seem ethical to market a lower-powered machine as being a device being adequate for a generation if developers aren't committed to making games run well on it for the entire generation. Uh, keep up the good work, and thank you for your insights, Madeline. I completely agree with Madeline here. Like, I think this is a very... it's a it, it It's disingenuous to be like, oh, we've got like a half-generation mark. It's like, make a new generation. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing that consoles have going for them over over PCs is that they are like they work out of the box and they are you know it is developers are working for one I mean I you know you're working for maybe three sets of of specs you know yeah. you're making a you know Xbox PC and PS4 or whatever yep I mean, there's that weird thing that happens. We talked about a lot about the iPhone in the last in the last episode because uh, we're is this the number one iPhone podcast? It is, yeah. I mean, well, this is sort of weirdly where consoles are heading is is sort of aping that that market. And one thing that market does well in huge quotes because I hate it is planned obsolescence, which Ooh. is every single time they come out with a new phone, they update your old phone and it commits suicide, <laughs> like in a very sad way, like an old cat. Like I- it's miserable, and it, there's all this. Stuff it can't do anymore and there's all these games it can't play anymore and it just gets tired and it, it bleeds also, it also sucks because it, it means that it it's spreading developers thin and they have yeah. less time to kind of refine what they're doing with a particular set of hardware yeah you it, look at some of the best games ever and they came out at the tail end of a, of a console life cycle i also yeah. and i i'm speaking for myself here but like i don't really care what model iPhone I get. Like if i upgrade i'm not going to upgrade to the best one because it's a a ridiculous amount of money and B, I just don't need any of that in my life. Yet with a, a, a video game console, I do want the best one. Right. I yeah. do want to have the best one. Like if I'm dropping that much money, I want to have... It's important to me that the games that I'm playing, that I'm spending hours and hours and hours and hours with, are, being, are running at optimal. You know what I mean? And, and I, I find that very frustrating that, that that there could be, uh, you know, obsolescence. Yeah. Well, it, it's like right now, it, Max, I'm totally with you. I think it's both harmful to the consumer and the developers because right now, if you think about what a developer may have to work on, it may have to be a game that runs and performs on Xbox One, Xbox One X, PS4, PS4 Pro, PC, and Switch. Sometimes Switch, yeah. That's that, like people put out the most. That, uh, CD Projekt Red had to answer questions from people being like, "Hey, what about Switch?" And they're like. No, I mean a miracle, maybe. I mean, we got Witcher three, but like, look at it. They yeah. didn't say that, but like, it's, <laughs> it's implied. It, yeah, it, they're like, I got to deal with this crap now too. It's yeah. it's it's definitely you know a spectrum. The other thing too is that you are not guaranteed to have the best version of a game on the best console. Like you would think that would work perfectly, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes like that version has more graphical hiccups or more glitches because it's it's newer it's not optimized as well there's there's a lot of moving parts there and so i yeah i'm totally with you guys like spreading developers across that spectrum of specs and all these different uh, skews and and platforms they have to worry about uh makes it more difficult now with playstation it's a little bit different because they have a you know huge suite of in-house studios that are making exclusives there is going to be a there's going to be a bridge for a little while where developers are servicing that 100 plus million audience of PS4 mm-hmm. owners. And so even when we're in the thick of next gen, there's going to be a lot of systems back there that who knows? I mean, God of War 2, right? Not announced, not a real game yet. Hopefully not called God of War 2. But uh, is that a game that's going to have to run on PS4, the console that made, that revitalized that franchise? Possibly. 
I mean, is that going to be a thing that that studio Santa Monica is going to have to like work late to make sure there's this like, you know, very stripped down version of that game that runs on hardware that a hundred million people still have. Who knows? I mean, that's, that's what we get of, of sort of bridging these console generations so closely and especially having these mid generation sort of interim jumps that happen with stuff like the pro and the one X. The thing that's really different about this generation of hardware is, or this generation of consoles is, uh, I feel like games as a service have finally sort of arrived. Yeah. And we saw the beginning of that when this generation launched, um, you know, with stuff like, I don't know, GTA Online and, and Destiny. And obviously, you know, Call of Duty is weird because it's like, you know, it's a, a new one comes out every year and people kind of like, I don't know, they use their gamer tag or whatever. But like, it, to, to have anything that you've actually like sunk a ton of time and invested a bunch of, of time into, I think developers and, and publishers are like really aware of that. And they don't want to like they don't want to fragment their user base. They don't yep. want to like scare people off. And it's, I mean, it's it's going to be. I think this I think this generation is going to be like a weird kind of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Yeah, it. I, I've been talking to Tom Marks a lot about this of how you know thinking about what the launch lineups of these systems may be. A lot of them are probably going to be games as a service games that we still see now because that's what people have so much invested in this generation. Yeah. Like yeah. the whether it's something like the Division Two on the Ubisoft scale or a Fortnite or a PUBG or a Warframe, there are so many of those games that people spend hundreds of hours and hundreds of dollars in. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and to sort of piggyback on that, I mean, consoles used to be a very, very isolated experience. You would buy one, you would put it in your basement and you would sit in the dark and play it and it didn't go online it didn't connect to anyone maybe you'd like call your friends on a landline or like skype them or something like that but now like if you're playing video games with your friends all the time you're not going to the next system until they They are too or you're convincing them and like you know what hit me the other day is like there's that whole like meme of like new phone who dis yeah that that's kind of like obsolete already because the only only people who like if you get a new phone and you don't like just cloud import your contacts or whatever you're on the run you don't have some means of like kind of coordinating that (laughs) it means you did a crime you're kind of a wreck yeah 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 it uh yeah it's very strange especially knowing that none of those developers right now have talked about what their future plans are right obviously they're something like Fortnite is supported on everything from pcs to consoles to iPhones and Android devices. Mm -hmm. I really wish, like, you know, this is the sort of stuff that we talk about after the fact. I really wish developers were able to talk about this stuff now, about what it's like, what it's like trying to develop games on new systems, what their fears for the future are. That's the sort of stuff that we never really hear because, of course, everyone's under these ridiculous NDAs. Um, But this is the kind of stuff that I'd love to hear more about. Like, what is it like right before a whole new generation of consoles is about to launch and you can see that future being staggered out in front of you? What is going on in your brain right now? Like, I would just love to hear that. Are people excited? Are they apprehensive? Are they, like, comfortable where they are right now because they've just finally maximized figuring everything out and now what, they have what to does leap it mean into something new for their workload what does it mean in terms of the crunch discussion that we've yeah, been having right? are, this are generation? current consoles holding back their vision like yeah. are are they suffocating their art and they want to make something cool and they can't um yeah that's that's super interesting to me because yeah, yeah. i that also like that helps that helps sell people on new systems if you have a bunch of developers being like this is only possible here then i go oh i want to go i want to go there because that's where mm-hmm. it's only possible <laughs> here it's not so i don't want to be here anymore but, and especially with things like crossplay, if a bunch of big games are coming out next gen but are crossplay compatible with people on ps4 maybe that's more incentive to keep waiting. Right. There's yeah. a lot of unanswered questions about that stuff. The, the thing I was getting at with the new phone, who dis, who dis thing is the, the weird jump between platforms. Yeah. And like, I don't know, you have your friends list, you have your group of people you, you interact with. Like if you can't take that with you, that kind of gets, that gets weird. I thinking back, I, I was primarily on 360 last gen. Like I had a PS3 Same. and I messed with it. And I think I definitely used it more towards the tail end. I think when PlayStation plus first rolled around, but like, it's really weird going on Xbox now. Sorry. Uh, and just seeing like old achievements and like seeing like my my gamer score and being like, oh right, yeah, I did a lot on here. Yeah, yeah. most of my yeah. friends list on my Xbox is like friends from high school. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it feels like a, a ghost town a little bit. No, so I did, I did the same thing as you. I, I and I think a lot of people did last gen. Is like Sony stumbled out the gate with the PS3 messaging with the five hundred nine ninety nine US dollars, you know, 
pay, Ridge Racer. work two jobs. Yeah, work two yeah. jobs or whatever it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> so dumb. And and Microsoft got back and, yeah. and shot themselves in the feet, you know, Challenge at the start accepted. of this gen. Yeah. But that was an interesting generation because I started on 360 and then halfway through I pivoted because I didn't really care about uh, achievements or trophies and that was freeing for me yeah. to be able to just jump over. And that was like... Uh, really fascinating because I don't think a lot of people did that this generation. I think people locked in early on and that's where they stuck. Um, The other thing too is that cross-platform, cross-gen gameplay across these games as a service, all these buzzwords, uh, gets sort of convoluted when um, one of them is locked at 60 frames per second constantly and you're playing some twitchy first-person shooter or something and you're playing against these plebs <laughs> in like 20 frames per second is on a plebs Switch. or plebs? You can do Ooh, either. It's, 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 it's derogatory either way, so just write like, it out. I got like okay boomered in some comments because I said plebs and I was like, I don't... It's I always saw it written down. God, I yeah. wish I was a boomer. Red, yeah. do you know? I would, I would never use no. spell check. A lot of Australians say broccoli... Which really what? Broccoli? throws me. That's the didn't, stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Didn't NBC get in a lot of trouble for uh, cauliflower and cauliflower recently? Really? Part of that episode? Yeah. No, I wasn't. Apparently, part of that episode. someone mispronounced "cala cauliflower." No, they got in trouble because of Pokemon. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Uh, moving on <laughs> from that, wanted to glad I'm not on that podcast. <laughs> uh, bring up a question, kind of that does encompass this whole generation. Looks a little bit forward. Bruce asked, "Did we really just go through a console generation without a sequel to GTA Five and accept it like everything?" Yeah, Max and I were just talking about this the other day. D- Rockstar, a high-end, incredible studio who used to be prolific as hell making weird experimental stuff like State of Emergency, Bully. Uh, Table, table tennis. Table tennis. tennis. We were all yeah, we yeah. Were out to say it. Yeah. The Warriors yeah. Um, yeah. shipped one game this generation. One new game this generation. Yeah. We got we got five. The gift that keeps giving, if that's what you want. Well, they got there was five. There was yeah. Red Dead Two. Yeah. There was uh, LA Noir on Switch. There was an LA Noir VR experience. But also, let's not forget how much of a focus GTA Online yeah. was for yeah. Rockstar. This yeah. like this generation, I, online changed so, the game. It, 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 but I, like it, all it of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, Rockstar didn't need to make two massive, giant, like crunch heavy, no, yeah. single player experiences because they had such success, such. Incredible success with GTA. Their only game this generation was the biggest game ever made. So it's not like it's not like you only made table tennis and then you went to bed. It's like you guys you worked your ass off. This conversation makes me so crazy, and I completely like I completely agree because I wish we got more story stuff. Like I wish we got I don't know maybe just do like a um, you know Ballad of Fat Tony or whatever. Do like a DLC Mm -hmm. expansion in 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 the same universe. Just add a bunch of the crap you took from online, but then. You know, throw in some Wasn't original. Wasn't it the Ballad character. of Gay Tony? Get Ballad of Gay. Fat Tony's from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know what I mean? The, was he no, fat? No, I know he. I know it, the he wicked, the I wicked think and he was. Fine or something. I, I think whatever, he was. There's like the Lost and the Darned, or I don't. Yeah. I forget. I forget the names of the things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those expansions are are great, and like we didn't get anything like that. Like I was hoping we'd get something that was like, again, three characters. Yep. One of them's an Uber driver. One of them's a cop, and one of them is a human woman. <laughs> And like imagine yeah give me a like i don't know just i just want to like throw those hauser brothers like it's a crazy idea just make it do a thing you know give me like give me drive plus nightcrawler i, mean, I, plus, I, I feel yes, it, like there's been a lot of um diversity in in their depictions <clears throat> of men like full credit to rockstar like we've had a lot of we've had a lot of diversity in the male range <laughs> i just it would be nice to have i yeah yeah i respect the hell out of them not trying to write something 
disingenuously. I think I think that the, you could say that GTA Five is like a portrait of like weird toxic masculinity in the 21st century. Like mm-hmm. we did it, we're doing a game of the decade thing, and I did a write up on GTA Five. The comments right now, they're rolling yeah. in. They're mad. They're mad. <laughs> I know. Like you, you know, want? sometimes it's... when you're saying these things, like you kind of you're like, is this worth it for the comment? Like, is this I'm worth pr- saying I'm it out loud because it. of the comments? I like GTA Five a so whole lot. It's, a, it's I about, think it's bad. Yeah. Anyway, I miss when I'm they would do the weird on one-offs like Manhunt, which is not DLC for a game that's already built. Maybe Stuff like The Warriors, Manhunt. which is, is them but, being like, what if we made Double Dragon based on one of the greatest 80s movies? I think that's, that's a very good point, and I do love that. But I also, to Max's point, like I do miss the days of like great Rockstar single-player DLC. Like We I just am, don't have that anymore. G- I think GTA V is like, I, it, it kind of bothers me how that... It's one of the biggest games. It's the third best-selling game in history. Like, it is behind Tetris and Minecraft, which is insane. And we somehow just kind of, like, we're sort of, like, laissez-faire. Like, yeah, that was cool. I played it in 2013. It's a really fucking good game. Yeah, it's, it so, is such it's a, incredible. It is, yeah. like, so I was working with Adam Sessler when that came out, and he reviewed it. And he was, like, so, I mean, he's such a weird, impassioned dude. But he, he came in, and he was, like, this is, like, a Charles Dickens book. Like, this is this gigantic, sprawling, like, simultaneously like deft and nuanced but also heavy-handed satire of current society and he's like yeah. in in a hundred years people can look back at this game and go man things were really messed up back then yeah mm-hmm. and th- that's that's entirely it that game works on so many different levels it works on the smart levels it works on stupid levels it works on go online and play tron with your friends levels max you and I share a same favorite movie this year, Uncut Gems, which I invite all of you to watch because it kicks ass. That's your favorite movie? Oh, this yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, we've seen it twice now. Right, I'm totally in love with it. Um, the movie they did before that is a movie called Good Time mm. and uh, structurally similar, similarly manic and, and frantic and paranoid. Between those films, they directed a Jay-Z video. That's all I'm asking for here. <laughs> That's it. I want Charles Dickens to write two of the greatest books ever, and between all of that, write a newspaper column. You get weird, you know. Be like, "What's up with cats? I hate what I, them." What I was getting at here is that if you asked me, "Do I want, um, you know, GTA Three, Vice City, and San Andreas? Do I want like that that dole out kind of like let me get like a smaller game every couple of years, or do I want a GTA Five every ten years?" I will take the latter. Like the, See, ima- the I will take the letter, but leap they took between those two things. I agree, but I really do miss. And like this is this is on me because I don't play Red Dead Online, I don't play GTA Online. I love GTA Five and I loved Red Dead and Red Dead Two. Um, I would just like I'll just bring back the DLC, just bring back those weird little slices of life that you did so well. You know, we talk about like what will make you like give a shit about games between consoles this upcoming console generation i was like yeah i have gta 3 on ps3 or gta 5 on ps3 it's great i like it a whole lot and they were like we added more grass and cats and there's peyote hidden around the world and your main characters can do peyote and turn into dolphins and i was like i am spending 60 dollars on that game again (laughs) oh i did that in a heartbeat oh yeah. yeah yeah That said, if between all of that, they were like, our B team made gun baseball. <laughs> Have a great summer. That's all I want. <laughs> Something stupid and small that sort of just like that exudes their weirdness that still has polish. You know, like stuff like I'm like 80 percent certain they have gun baseball. in GTA. I also, feel, what, I, yeah, I, I I know. also feel like gun baseball um, is the end game for America. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll um, get there in the end. Anyway, it's, it's a football. pie full of baseballs that you shoot. They have a mode in GTA, and then we become fifth in spelling. There is a hedge. <laughs> there is a hedge maze, and the only weapons are like knives and hand grenades, and it's the stupidest thing. 
Uh, Tony was actually pretty thin, by the way. Anyway, moving on, oh. Ben said, I'd like to hear the cast members answer this question for the other cast members. Just making sure Peppers doesn't jump off the table. If there was an emote named after someone else on the Beyond cast, what would it be and what game would it be in? An emote. Oh, interesting. I think Lucy's would be called the elderly Irish woman. Uh, I mean, that's not an emote. How can you be it an would. elderly Irish woman as an emote? Like what? I like you're it. just like you just hunch your shoulders over and it's like the, the, the weight of the world comes <laughs> crashing down. There you and, go. Like, you know, you, you do you, that. You, you do put that. some pennies no, in your. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're, 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 you're doing it. That's the one. Yeah, you're doing it. You right do now. these like weird. You do like the the, the the scary like storyteller hands a lot, where you're mm -hmm. just like the weight of the world, and I'm like, I didn't know it looked like that. You peel a potato yeah. angrily. Yeah. <laughs> what would the emote be? That exactly. I like the that. circular peel technique you're yeah. doing there. <laughs> I could say you like you brush a potato. You use like a toothbrush. Why are you so angry? Because it's the last one. Because of the fan. Good God! That's a, it's an Irish joke. <laughs> I think Jonathan. I think you're you're would, would just be looking directly at the camera and going, "Hello." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. Either that or exasperated at the rest of us. <laughs> no, I think that you would have like yours would be like a like a like a cape, like a flowing cape, and you'd be oh. like dun, 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 like that. Okay. Wow. That would be Jonathan. Okay. I yeah. That's like making that. the world better, you know. Oh man, sweet. That's yeah, I had a nice. I gave I gave my fellow cast member a nice one. Elderly Irish woman. I gave you a mean one. <laughs> I do this walk that upsets people when they see me do it because it's unnatural looking. It's like this stork, the, the stork can, walk. Can you do it on camera? No. No. Oh man. I don't think we have enough room in here to do it properly. Uh, okay. I kind of see yours being like more of like a, like a a turn like like a turn instead of like a like a front like almost like Jim from the office to the camera but like more suave like a sort of like this this is like look like a kind of like this is over here sorry Jonathan no it's okay I'm um, I, I hate a, to say a, I love this but a, Max frustrated is like one of my favorite things Ma so yeah. Max yeah. frustrated it's, but like but like because he's being, always he's in like a Hawaiian shirt and he has like great hair and he's like this stupid but, but it's like it's like it's also there's there's some gravitas to it like yeah. it's like a turn and like a like a kind of it's like a steely kind of look but it's frustration I think one of, like you got your old Irish woman comment one of my favorites was somebody was like this guy with the hair is a real douche. And somebody else was like, no, 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 no. That's just how his face looks. <laughs> He's got like resting douche face. And I was like, thanks, I guess. You're not when, wrong. When I, when, I lost, when I lost weight a couple of years ago, I lost like 30 pounds. And a bunch of people were like, he looks great, but his head's still huge. And I'm like, I can't fix that. I don't know what to do with that. That's just there. It's better that it's still there and the rest isn't dying. You got to get your skull shaved. I was going to do that. I was going to yeah. go see a personal trainer for my head. Just bash you go down, the, the, you go down to the Motel Super 8 and you call <laughs> my friend Ricky and he comes out. He's got a Dremel. He gets under there and really just grinds it down. I think, Altano, yours would be putting on a jacket. Thanks. Oh, yeah. It would be I a very that. subtle move, but it would be very cool. I like but not, overstate, not overstated, not like a Danny Zuko kind of flip collar thing. Just Am I pulling it out of like nowhere? Yeah, yeah, sort of just like like that. The coach like just materializes yeah. as he that's, do it. That, yeah. That's a good one. I'll yeah. take yeah. that. Lucy, did you watch The West Wing? The what? The West Wing? No, I did not. Okay. Why? Are you going to say something nice? Is, is it going to be nicer than elderly Irish woman? That wasn't me who came up with that. But no, <laughs> You said you love that joke, so then we ran it into yeah, the ground. That's I what do. we do. <laughs> like I idiot do love children. that joke. It still makes me laugh. There's a key jacket thing in the West Wing. Right. Whatever. I'll, I'll did there, were there other questions, or was it just this one? 
you mean for the show? Yeah, <laughs> no, there are other questions. Uh, Jade, See, there's that frustrated there sass on you guys about. It's great. Uh, Jade asked, do any of you have any Christmas or holiday traditions related around gaming? Jade said, I personally spend Christmas Eve night revisiting an old game. I think this year it'll be Final Fantasy VII and prep for the remake next year. Mm. Oh. That's going to make the remake look great. Yeah. It's going to look awesome. Does anyone do anything around the holidays like specifically? No, I play know. games on New Year's Day because usually I'm brutally hungover. Okay. I uh I always I was I had a huge family growing up and I never got to play video games on Christmas Eve because I was always around mm. a bunch of other people and I'm Italian so we had to like be basically handcuffed to a large long table and I'd be at the kids part of it which is like now all adults. <laughs> um but over the last few years I stopped traveling on Christmas because when you become an adult you can own your own holidays and it rules. And so I'm actually excited to play video games on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day because I can now. Yeah. And I really couldn't for the longest time because that's not your holiday when you're a kid unless yeah. it's at your house. But then you have to watch other your cousins have to come over and watch you play games or whatever. Family gatherings usually were at my house and so growing up it would be like you have until about noon and so maybe get an hour or two of a game in. But yeah, the last Christmas or two it's like, oh, I can just hang around and yeah. play games if I want. I remember I think I got Tomb Raider on PlayStation, the original PlayStation for Christmas one year, and I also got like this giant box of nougat from my great aunt because that's the only person in the world that would ever give you a giant box of nu- nu- nougat? What's the oh, nougat. nougat? Wait, just the nougat? That's the nougat. What? It doesn't have chocolate or or No, it was just like plain. Yeah, that's that's like to- that's like toffee on its own. It's like a the stuff, it's, the stuff it's, in the Milky Ways is like that's like a simpleton's nougat. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, but your, your aunt wanted you to not have teeth. Great, like her. great yeah. aunt. Great aunt. Do you eat it with a knife and fork? Well, no. I just remember sitting Spoon? there playing the original Tomb Raider and just like I ate this whole freaking box. And like to be honest, it's one of my best video game memories. Are they like individual pieces? Yeah, like little chopped up pieces, and it's full of like. Nuts I have like and a cherries. deeply European family, and this is like kind of weird to me. Oh come! Like they have it in. In Italy? Italy, they're more about marzipan, which is like they basically are just I know. like, do you want an apple? And you're like, kind of. And they're like, well, it tastes like <laughs> melted almonds and tires. And you're like, you son of a bitch. I love marzipan. Really? I love yeah, my, my mom really was like it, yeah. the biggest fan of it. My mom was all into like weird European like Christmas traditions and stuff. She'd take me to like these strange like European grocery stores. And I remember one thing that I cannot unsee, which was a f- figurine of a little, a little, a little boy, like a little marzipan boy who was pulling his pants down and there was a gold coin in his ass crack. And I don't understand it. It's a thing. And I just remember seeing it being like, hmm, I certainly, I was like, I I think I was like like 11 maybe. And I was like, I definitely still have questions about Christmas. That's the new God. (laughs) We all said nougat very differently this episode. (laughs) No one, how, how, can someone please just tweet at us? Pronounce Nugent. (laughs) Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. Delicious. I always called it nougat growing up. I thought it was nougat, like no tea. That's what I thought. Oh, um, like Voldemort. Like no teeth. <laughs> it's like Voldemort. Yeah. Uh, that's the correct pronunciation. Duke nougat. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. J.K. Rowling like a year ago was like, hey, by the way, the oh, tea yeah, is that's silent. J.K. Rowling being like, oh, by the way, everyone in this whole, and I say this is a gay woman, like everyone in the whole cast is gay. Surprise. There's a whole like YouTube video about that. I mean, she can't just like just re- do his story. Oh, she needs please. To... Okay. We're, I'm a Star Wars fan. Yes, you can. You can wake up every two and a half weeks and be like, oh, what if Greedo was having a submarine sandwich during the middle of his altercation? But what if, what if instead of like re-releasing his entire films, George Lucas just went on Twitter and was like, 
Oh, uh, yeah, Lobot had a huge wiener. I would <laughs> actually That's be, what JK has been doing. I'd be more okay with that than, like, all of a sudden Greedo just yelling McClunky the second <laughs> Disney Plus launches. Oh, that was a pretty cool bonus little thing. It was pretty good. <laughs> it's like giving, like, peyote and cats in GTA. Yeah. Just I, an extra well, bonus reason to check Speaking out. of elderly Irish women, McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> and a McClunky to you, my good my sir. My clunky to you as well, my friends. I will never, ever, ever say Voldemort. No, it's I. I just saw That's Harry Potter. Hugely and the, agitating. And Did the cursed child that, uh, all said it that way. It was very weird. Peeves the poltergeist was wearing crotchless panties the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. She tweeted it out on her uh, on her uh, private Twitter. I'd believe it. Do you know the T's in Harry Potter are silent? <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to be L's. Polair. <laughs> Harry Polair. Uh Alyssa or Elisa asked, "What game do you wish you saw this generation? So maybe something that either was announced and never got released, or a game you wished had come out this generation or this decade, since we're getting into the end." Um, Star Wars Ragtag. Yeah. Yeah. Was uh thirteen thirteen was thirteen thirteen this generation? Yeah, the very beginning mm, of yeah. it. Yeah, I think it was like twenty thirteen. Yeah, Ragtag or thirteen thirteen would have been really. I just wanted a new Silent Hill game. And, you know, PT Silent Hills was going to be that. And look what happened. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm holding out hope that we'll still get something like that someday. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if we're just death stranding from here on out. Um, I, I think he'll not. go in different ways. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. Cause he did like 40 metal gears and then he was like, I'm going to do individual unique one-offs. I mean, he did some weird stuff in between like, Boktai, Zone of Enders, a bunch of other strange things like that. But well, so I, I really do hope we get some more, some more horror. Yeah, well, he would kind of also talk about, or at least all the scuttlebutt after the Konami thing was like he tried to stop making Metal Gears multiple times, mm-hmm. and then he just. I mean, kept I think having to. If, not to do the thing that I do, but if you honestly take a look back at all the Metal Gear games, they're all sort of different games that are kind of stitched together with like story beats. Yeah, yeah. there's like kind of different types of stealthy tactical action stuff, but like characters and sort of. Broad themes or I mean, right. Snake Eater was like a survival game. Yeah, it's there's some weird stuff in there. I, I would have loved a new proper Paper Mario RPG. Uh, the original and the Thousand Year Door are two of my favorite RPGs. What's Mario? Never heard of him. Brian knows who he is. He's a plumber. There you go. Um, I, I just love those RPGs and wish we had gotten a proper third one um, instead of where that and uh, Mario and Luigi ended up going. I mean, I I I, I just wanted like a. a Pro patch for Bloodborne. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea how these things are made. I don't know how fucking hard that is. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone loves that game. Okay. Well, you know how hard it is to play Bloodborne. Yeah. How hard is you think it is to like make Bloodborne to draw to draw the <laughs> spiders <laughs> scarier? Do you think they're all scared to go back in that game? They're like, we don't want to make those fucking wolves in 4K. Are you out of your goddamn mind? There's actually. I'll be honest with you. Like the the frame rate's kind of janky, and there's like some chromatic aberration issues. But I do kind of like the fact that it looks like a lot of the wolves and hair in that game is like glued on at this point. Because it's like a 2015 game, and it just looks like you took like weird like strips of hair and stuck them all over a man. And he was like, ah, stapled it on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two last questions to wrap things up. Patrick asked, what does everyone hope to play over the break? So do you guys have any games that you've like set aside or know you're going to be playing over break that you want to get to either this year or just in your backlog? I'm doing that nonsense where I'm just like redownloading old games being like, they're going to look cooler on my new TV. Um, Battlefront 2 just for the hell of it because yeah. Star Wars and whatnot. And they, mm-hmm. they apparently have patched the crap out of it. There's a bunch of better stuff in there. Um, yeah, I've been playing that. It's a good time. Also redownloaded Sleeping Dogs because I'm feeling all Ooh. weird and nostalgic. I might just I might just revisit a bunch of my favorite games from the last decade. Yeah. Um I will say there is an amazing sale going on on the PlayStation Store right now. It is like a game of the 
end of the year, oh, but also yeah. like game what of the, the decade f- sale. It's insane. God of War was like three seventy five or something. Yeah, things oh are on crazy God. price. Um, yeah, I got the order for like five dollars, and yeah. I think it did that thing where I spent so little on it that I'm like, oh, I'll move on. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I just finally well, I've I've just moved into a new place, and like hopefully I'll be in this place for a while, and so I kind of just want to. Like, cause I was splitting time between my, mine and my, my girlfriend's place for so long. And like, you know, that, that kind of disrupts how you spend your spare time. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of just want, like, I brought a whole bunch of games over from Australia that I was like, I will play these again, or I will finish these. Mm-hmm. And I want to at least start in that pile over the break. Yeah. Brian, what about you? Uh, I think Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Um, I might finish that, but I also might do something... It's a little smaller and lighter, so I haven't figured that out yet. Um, maybe some indie stuff I missed this year because I, I played all the big stuff this year, and I, I want to dig in. And I, I I keep hearing about Disco Elysium, and I don't think I have a way to play it. Yeah, I don't have a, a PC. It is coming to consoles. It's coming next to year. consoles next year. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so maybe I'll wait. Good, another game for 2020 that I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one I want to play it. But what about yeah, a sprawling just... RPG full of decisions? You got time for that? <laughs> what, a, what a good problem to have. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I'm looking at kind of doing an Annapurna just playthrough. There are a yep. bunch of them. We were talking about Ashen on the last episode, but that Sayonara Wild Hearts, uh, Wadham, just all of the stuff that they've released in the last year or two that's killed it. Uh, and then also Outer Wilds, which I think they also put out, and Outer Worlds. Oh, Outer Worlds. Both. What about Outer Worlds? <laughs> I really Outside actually <laughs> want to play more of that. Yeah. yeah. Worlds is definitely a big one I'd like to get to. Uh, and last but not least, Duncan asked, what's in Max's pocket? Oh, boy. Let's find out. A dog. Yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah take, technically. Take this fresh this hound. Oh, hello, bud. What do we got? Hi. All sorts of good stuff in here. Oh, boy. <laughs> what do we got? Okay, we got some keys. I'm part of the Ikea family. Got a knife. Oh. Cutting okay. stuff. And Fear Factor Unleashed for the Game Boy Advance. Sweet. It's always a pleasure finding out gaming <laughs> yeah. has arrived. What was in uh, Max's pocket? I did not expect the knife to be completely honest. Have you played that game? The knife? Yeah. <laughs> the knife. Where you see how many game? hands you can cut? <laughs> Just the the bishop game? Yeah, Just, yeah, that one. We were talking about that scene in Heavy Rain at home because we had talked about it on the show. And my girlfriend played Heavy Rain. She didn't play a ton of games on the PS3, but instantly that scene just sprang into her mind when I mentioned isn't it. Like, it. Oh, God. Isn't that crazy? We yeah. have seen games go in so many different places in our lives. And somehow the one in Heavy Rain where you cut off your own finger is one of the like the ones that's really, never, really stuck with people. But you yeah. never forget it. You yeah. never forget it. You never forget your first finger Cutting. What about oh. the part where you change the diaper as the old detective and you're like, oh boy, what am I going to do about this? And you just like, you can keep screwing it up where he's just like, and then he just throws the diaper but like, away. And slow, goes, <laughs> like slow, you know how you, he goes, you yep, slowly, oh, like oh. when you screw up in, in a, in a David Cage game, you sort of screw it up oh, it's quite so funny. slowly. I think, yeah. I think that game had probably, if we did like a, the top five saddest apartments in games, that I would, would have, probably have like four of them. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say the majority yeah. would be in that game. It, that's up there with like Matthew McConaughey's apartment in True Detective. Yeah. There's a house in Detroit become human. That's pretty sad. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a very basically, sad house. there are multiple. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that Detroit. That, that thing where like where completely. where the wife leaves the guy and he wakes up and he's like, "You want to make you want to uh, have microwave pizza or do homework, or watch TV?" And you get up and shut the TV off and he's like, "No, I don't want to go to bed." And you like shut up and go to bed. <laughs> and you drink beer by yourself. I love that. Holy crap! Game. That's you just, dark. You just go out on the porch and just like stare off into the night, and then you, <laughs> and then you just go over the door and you're like. 
yeah. and you like start to open it three times. Yeah, and you can just have a bunch of orange juice. I love I love role playing in that in that oh. weird game. Um, not too far. Yeah, just make a trip. I watched The Ring recently. It's weird how much Which Heavy one? Rain borrowed the original. Um, but how much like that Heavy Rain borrowed from that, where it's like, oh no, the rain's coming. It's a lot of rain. Is it's like rain is like not that scary of a. Like, I feel like if it was snow, it would be a lot more menacing. But it washes but, away crimes. Yeah. But it, and if you've got you know something in a well, then it, it drowns probably. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's Christmas week. Um, <laughs> go watch the what, ring. Yeah, what a transition! Bring in the new year. Do any don't of you guys... play Detroit Become Human over the Christmas break, please. <laughs> Why not? It's too depressing. Oh, it is pretty sad. Um, play Ducktales. It has Scrooge in it. <laughs> okay, I would like to talk to you about this off the air because it's a longer discussion. But I've been watching the new Ducktales. Have you watched it at all? No. That game. That show. End feels, of discussion. <laughs> that show feels primed for a new video game, and it's crazy to me oh, that they have not made a new Ducktales. They should game. totally do that. It would be amazing. Anyway. Uh, thank you so much for listening and or watching to this uh, crazy episode. Uh, again, as I mentioned, this is a holiday episode that we're pre-recording the week before. If you are watching or listening, uh, I hope if you're celebrating the holidays, you're having a great holiday, no matter what you're up to. If you're not celebrating, I hope you're finding other fun, interesting things to do for the week. Uh, and enjoy the days off. Yeah, yes. If, if you're working and this podcast helped you, be strong, man. Yeah. Woman. And if you're bored, fighting. here's a fun activity. Go into your favorite game with a character creator and make a Santa Claus and then role play through that game as a Santa Claus. That's your homework for the week. Uh, let us know how it went in 2020 and we'll find out about your misadventures then. Uh, thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode. We're usually live every week at Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific at beyond.ign.com, youtube.com slash Beyond, and your favorite podcast services around the world. And please also uh, tune in to IGN. Well, no, don't tune in. That's not – people don't do that. We got a we radio station. We're we doing, have an old-time radio station. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, please, uh, our best of the decade uh, <laughs> list is going up on the 31st of December. Uh, that is a massive, massive – Yes. Deal, please. And on the second, we are ranking our top seven places to buy ice cream cakes. Yep. On so um, third, top five sure. saddest apartments in games. Where's uh, Carvel on that list? Uh, two. Ooh. Also, one of the saddest apartments. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> uh, anyway, I am at JM Dornbush on Twitter and Instagram. Max is at Max Scoville. Lucy is at Luce O'Brien. And Brian is at Agent Bizzle. Thank you so much for listening and watching. And as always, beyond. 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 Cookie puss. What? Ah. I can say that. You can say that. It means face, cookie face. That's what they call it. Like, like just eat some poo. Like. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.